Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're in the 10th chapter of Mark, verses 35 through 45. Jesus and his disciples were on their way up to Jerusalem, and Jesus had just told them that he would be killed there by the religious leaders who hated him and had been seeking an opportunity to kill him for many months now. Have you ever picked exactly the wrong moment to do or say something really selfish? Well, you're not alone. Even Jesus' disciples fell to this human weakness right up to the week of Jesus' crucifixion. Had they still not learned all the lessons Jesus had been teaching them now for about three years? Well, the good news is, Jesus doesn't respond with, Really? Are you kidding me? After all these years, are you still this selfish? The even better news is, Jesus doesn't treat you that way when you continue in your selfish ways. But he's gentle and corrects us where we're at with love and gentle instruction. Do you want to be first? Of course you do. It's part of your fallen human nature. But how does God want you to be first? What does it take? The answer is not what the world would expect. Here's today's slice of the sermon entitled, Do You Want to Be First? You know the world's ways. People claw to get to the top of the heap, whatever the heap of choice might be. And once they reach it, they want to make sure that everybody under them feels the weight of their authority. People love to show other people how important they are. I have a vivid memory in my mind of what I think of when I hear the phrase, Lord it over them. I once managed a baseball team of teenagers. We uh, uh, were the eighth-seeded team in an eight-team state tournament. We were a unanimous pick to be first eliminated. I was one of the managers. I picked us for eighth place. Well, first game came and everything went our way. Everything bounced our way and we had a stunning extra innings victory and wham, we got to go back the next day and we're in the semifinals. Well, we showed up. For that next game, to my dismay, I soon realized that the umpire who was going to be behind the plate that day was the worst umpire I ever knew. It wasn't you, Scott, Um, but Scott has been an umpire. He knows. This guy had a, what had him several times, he had a terrible, ever-changing strike zone, ever-changing sizes and locations and shapes. He had some very unusual ideas of what was important. He had a hot temper, and he had an ego so big you felt it arrive about five minutes before he got there. I don't remember his first name or his last name, but his middle name was Lorded Over Them. You've met met this guy in some form or another in your life. Well, I realized what was at stake. I realized that's one of the days that it's really hard to be both a pastor and a man wise in the ways of the world's system. 
So I called our team together and I gave them a little speech. It didn't start with turning your Bibles to, because the only one on the team that I think probably owned a Bible was my son. But I gave them this little speech. Took them down the foul line where the umpire couldn't hear us. And I said, this umpire loves to pick on people. You've seen him do it. He loves to throw people out of ball games. He wants everybody here to know beyond a doubt he is in charge. I beg you, don't give him anything to dislike. If he's true to form from what I've seen, he's gonna, he'll want someone whose case he can jump on and he will love it if he can eject them from the baseball game. Now, we have only 10 players. We need all of you. Okay, don't anybody do it. Well, I don't know if it was my speech, but my guys were wonderful. They didn't complain about any of the weird balls and strikes. My tongue was swollen from all the times I bit it when I got through that day. But in the second inning, the other team's ace pitcher, probably the best pitcher in the, in the tournament, um, griped about a perfect pitch he threw that was called a ball. I mean, it was a fastball right down the middle of the plate, belt high. I, I could have broken a bat over my kid's head for not swinging at it. It was perfect. And he took the pitch, and the umpire calls it, ball three. Well, the ace pitcher said something slightly more than under his breath. The umpire called time, stepped out in front of home plate, and threw him out of the ballgame. And that caused an interesting few minutes during which his manager got ejected from the ball game for standing up for his player who was dead right against a man who wanted to lord it over somebody. That umpire was the perfect example of what Jesus describes. Oh, by the way, we won that game. We got to the finals, and then we proved why we were picked to be finishing last. But you know what Jesus is talking about. The world loves to wield power from the top down. So for a lot of people, everybody that isn't on the top, it's a battle to get to the top. And then, okay, I'm in charge here. I'm going to do it. That's the attitude of the world. Well, that sets us up for the punchline. If you can't make the application, I think you really need to wake yourself up. Look at verse 43 and 44. He says, But it is not this way among you, but whoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you shall be slave of all. What makes a person great puts a person into first place in the kingdom of heaven is consistent, humble service. Can you remember any sermons you've heard recently where it was said the many who are first shall be last and the last first? A lot of people it looks like are in, the, are in front of the line here on earth. There's people that are going to eclipse them in spiritual rewards, but you can't see that now. No one has to see what you do. No one has to praise you. No one has to appreciate you. You don't need to be in the spotlight. You don't even need to be noticed. What you do need to do is find as many ways as you can to serve and be faithful in serving. Are you on your way to greatness in the kingdom of heaven? We live in a world of where 
In the churchianity of our world, church and faith is all about what, ma- what makes your life feel better here on earth. And that's not what we're all about. Hey, look, I'm not trying to make you miserable. I'm not praying you'll be persecuted. I'm not hoping you get sick. I'm not hoping somebody betrays you and turns on you and, and, and accuses you falsely. But you've got to understand, that's part of being a Christian in this world. Are you willing to sacrifice to give your time, to spend your energy to help someone else, to give money to help others who serve in the kingdom? You want to be first in that kingdom? Well, stop seeking great position here on earth. Be willing to give your life. Find ways to, thir- to serve. And then finally, what a great example you have. Follow Jesus' example. Look at the finishing stroke on this masterpiece of teaching from Jesus in response to the carnal request from two men and their mother who really should have known better. Verse 45, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give His life a ransom for many. Now, Son of Man is Jesus' kingly title. I'll show you that in just a moment. But would you notice how that verse begins? For even the Son of Man. Okay, now, is Jesus worthy of being served? Oh, yeah. Is Jesus the Lord? Oh, yeah. No doubt about that. But he says, look at my example. He would soon give his life to save those three from their sins and all the rest of them for that matter. He's the one who would pay the ransom. He who knew no sin became sin so that they could be saved. The ransom was the price paid to to, to satisfy the wrath of God. The ransom was paid so that you could be free from your slavery to sin. And Jesus sets the example. We've got to jump over to Romans 3 and connect this to the whole gospel picture. Romans 3, 24 through 26. Pick it up in the middle of a sentence, but it's describing believers and it says this. Being justified, that is declared righteous, as a gift by His grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus, whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in His blood through faith. That is a heavyweight partial sentence when it comes to theology. Justified, gift, grace, redemption, propitiation, blood, faith. All of this is tied together. And he says, Paul writes, this was to demonstrate His righteousness because in the forbearance of God He passed over the sins previously committed for the demonstration, I say, of His righteousness at the present time so that He would be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Now, what's He saying there? Propitiation is, in this text, parallel to what was in our text, the ransom. Now, propitiation and ransom are two very different words. They're talking about very different aspects of salvation, but, but they have a common link. Jesus was the only sacrifice which could satisfy the wrath of God. That's what propitiation means. But it was by making that sacrifice that He could 
pay the ransom to redeem you from your slavery to sin. And that's how God could be perfectly just. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.